At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Anyway, anyway, are we ready? Good guy, though. Just recording. <laughs> just put this out there because I'm recording. Because you're recording, I just want to make sure everyone's clear. <laughs> Fucking good guy. Just because of the whoopsie in the edit. <laughs> This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hello, one and all. Welcome to Knife Talk, the podcast for knife makers, collectors, anybody with any sort of interest in knives. I mean, we don't only talk about knives, but, you know, we have fun. Myself, Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Morocco Mamasi of Mamasi Fire Arts. We're here every Monday with a brand new show for you. Ah, it's been a week. Uh, Jeff, what's been going on? Oh, yeah, go, yeah. I mean, it's been every, <laughs> every day seems to be like more and more, which is good, which is good. So it was all systems go. We got 20 forks ready to go, just shipped them out. We just got new merch in, T-shirts are in, just sent them to the post office, and I hate merch. I've told you this before. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, because it's a huge pain in the ass, and it doesn't really, it's just, just like, it's just a giant pain in the ass, but I, I have, my guys at Rescue Stuff are fantastic, and the owner has become like, he goes above and beyond for me because you know number one he, he deals mostly with like the police and fire department mm. and like uniforms and stuff and these guys don't pay or it's like a production like oh just send the invoice to my sergeant and it's like oh. what so it's like but me i show up i'm like i appreciate what you're doing small business i'm ready to pay so i buy in you know lots and he appreciates that and he goes above and beyond you so he has these... the, the cash discounts, I assume. Yeah. No, no, not no cash <laughs> discounts. I, I mean, I, I'm not paying any cash. I'm going to want to deduct that shit. I can't be paying any True. cash. But it's like he's he's been. I've been working with him for a long time, and a lot of it's because you know I try to support local business, and and he's been great, and it's been fun, and his guys have been great, and they've pulled some miracles out for me, which is like crazy. So he got the t-shirts in. The t-shirts look great. I posted them up. I got a lot of. 
very complimentary <laughs> messages, <laughs> except for one, but, you know, might be one of the people in this, you know, recording situation right now, but I got a lot of nice messages from women, number one. Oh. Yeah, number one. Yeah. And I got calls. I got calls Whoa. about... My f- my friend wants to know who that guy is, and and then <laughs> yeah. I got a, I got a few of those. And what did I do? I said, "You tell him to fucking just buy a shirt and shut the fuck up." I don't give a. F-. And then I called my wife and I said, "Guess who's got that. that fucking shit back? Me! God damn it! I'm down to two ten. I fucking look and feel like a million bucks." And I tell you what, I got that 19-year-old stank on me, and and I'm getting the 19-year-old arrogance with the 48-year-old mentality, and I'm fucking, it's a problem. I'm going to be a problem soon, a real problem. Steal your girl Jeff is back. Steal your girl, yeah. just, well, just not the body. steal your girl. Just I just need the con- I just need the I get that. I'll the take boost. the I will take the compliment yeah, and sure. then tell you to fuck off. But at yeah. the same time, I'm taking the compliment. I'm taking yeah, wave the com- goodbye on his one wheel as he passes. Hey, <laughs> hey, I got I got fucking millennials on my shit right now. I got millennials, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. I and and apparently I look like my hair is so gray. Apparently I look like Johnny Knoxville, which is. Fine, no problem. All right, so back to the story. You, you, he has way more wrinkles than you, just so you know. Uh, he'd been, he'd been kicked he's, the shit. Been the the shit's rough. kicked, been written rough, understandably. <laughs> but, like, I just want you to know, 19-year-old Jeff with 48-year-old brain, it's a problem, a real problem, but fine. <laughs> so Greg over at Rescue Stuff has been amazing, and I was just like, I hate this goddamn shit. And then I realized that the guy who did my, all my logos – is this young kid named Dean. He's now he's like a super successful tattoo artist in the city. I I knew him since he was 16. I, I got him in some art shows and I was I got involved. It was kind of like you I was just like him. his older brother. Him. We get it. Yeah. Pardon me? You groomed him. We get it. All yeah. right. All right. Groom. So so uh he's he did all my logos and it's and he had one logo that we used, but we didn't really use and we put it on a hat and I sent it to Greg to Greg over at Rescue Stuff, and he fu- in the next morning he had one ready for me, and this morning oh, wow. he's going to have them, and they're so goddamn good. I hate merch, but I love these hats. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a new, a whole new hat that this is going to be the number one, this is the number one Fader Knives hat. Is, are they but baseball cap cold. style? Baseball caps that they have. <laughs> who, who made that noise? Me. Which one of you? Why? <laughs> no, What's John, wrong with I, I just know John Ariani and me would love those, those little uh, combat hats. Oh, you mean you mean the ones I made you? Yeah, yeah. You mean the the the, the you you the you guys like those Fidel Castro hats? Those like, the like train, soldier communists? Yeah, hats. the communist right? The communist working <laughs> hats. I know you both are hard trodden guys. I know all about it. We got big I domes. Made, That's the problem. We got giant I know, noggins. I know. And those I hats know. are like buckets, and our heads. I fit made them I made them for you. I already made one set for you guys. Don't forget. I already know. So these hats are so nice, and I'm so pumped about them, and I'm just like, and I, and I get these messages from uh, from Alice. She's like, I thought you hate merch. I'm like, I hate merch. I hate dealing with it. I hate the shipping. I hate it all, I, all parts of it, but this is, this one. You like the photo shoots. Fucking, well, the photo <laughs> shoots. Hey, listen. Can, can I make a request for the hats then? Can you be on a one wheel wearing the hat for the, for the photo shoot for that one? You're, you're a troll, you know that, Craig Lockwood? <laughs> I swear to God, I, the one person, the most one person who can't take it, who can who can give it is Craig Lockwood. So I'm getting all these nice messages. Look at you, Fader, looking good, looking good, looking good. And then all of a sudden, I get this one fucking message. 
oh, vans and, uh, you know, wayfarers. What a midlife crisis or something like that. It's from, <laughs> it's from fucking, it's from fucking, I'm in my band, Craig Lockwood. The fleed man, 40-year-old, you know, band leader. And all of a sudden, you're giving me Fritz, which is fine, but... It's hilarious. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen Craig like on his weekend outings with the family wearing like that exact setup. Frankly, yeah, I don't right. know right. when I, I wear Vans and Wayfarers too. Yeah. For, frankly, I don't know when age. Craig has time to wear Vans and and and, and Wayfarers because he's too busy soaking or hanging from a hammock like a testicle in a scrotum. <laughs> I Uni- seriously. Uniball. You're like Mr. You're like Mr. Soak or Hang. Hang loose. That's it. Yes. You're like a fucking wagyu steak. You're only those Japanese cows. They're massaging, like punch up with some beer and like hang out. Just you're fucking marbled, is what you are. <laughs> Soaked. You, oh hung. man, that is a new diss. You marbled fuck. Marble. You marbled man. fuck. You. It's unbelievable, Craig Lockwood. No, what about it? So, other than that, I'm uh, now I got to work all day tomorrow on this fucking sculpture I don't want to do, but I'm going to do it. And I have a month, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to do it, and it's going to be fine. And then I'm teaching over Dragons with Forge on Sunday, so oh, wow. back to it on Monday. So, no rest for the weary. No, that's how it is, and that's too. how it is. Yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah. Morocco, what's going on? Well, since we recorded last week, I did my first sharpening event at a small local market, and it went great. I averaged a nice, cool $100 an hour, so I'll take that all day. Oh, cool. Hey, look at you. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Honestly, like, so many people were pumped to have um, a knife sharpener at one of these little things, because uh, the, we have another larger market, like farmer's market, but they only, they don't let people sell services there, like I would offer a knife sharpening service. They only allow people to sell goods, like farm goods and crafted goods and all that kind of shit. And so I haven't gotten a table at that one. Uh, it's a it's a much bigger um, kind of dedication of time, though. It's like, what the fuck? It's like April through December. And, oh, wow. And yeah. so That's this, a long this, time. Yeah, this little market was a nice way to kind of dip my toe. Uh, but it went well. I did have one customer, and I'm 100% confident they do not listen to this podcast. Is a guy Uh-oh. I used to work for. He has a bakery right next door to where that market is. And he we, we, we said hi, and we were pumped to see each other. I hadn't seen him since I worked for him last, basically, which was like 12 years ago, 10 years ago, something like that. And, um, you know, catching up and whatnot. And he's like, hey, I got some knives. I'll bring them over. Uh-oh. Brought him back. I sharpened him up. And I was like, they'll be ready shortly. I'll just give me your phone number. I'll shoot you a text. And so I text him a little bit later. He comes back to pick him up. And he's bitching and moaning about the fucking price tag. And the price is clearly labeled right there on the table. Like, you know, it's 250 an inch. And, and, uh, you know, people are welcome to do the math in their head. (laughs) With $2.50 an inch. Yes, sir. That's not crazy. No, it's not. crazy about that? For how? so, So it's... So well, you know, for an eight-inch chef knife, it's like uh, like 25, 20 bucks, twenty-five 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah, no, it's that's 20. nothing. That's nothing. So for that twenty bucks, not only are you getting your knife sharpened, you know, you're you're being sustainable instead of throwing that knife or you know throwing it in the garbage or sending it off to Goodwill or something like that. You know, you're you're 
keeping that knife around. You're having it sharpened by one of the best knife sharpeners in the fucking city. If, if not the best sharpener in the city, one of the top sharpeners in the state and one of the best fucking chef's knife makers in the country. And all right, all right, all right. right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fucking bigger and bigger. Oh, you the, the greatest human being on the today. fucking place of this planet. <laughs> I, no, on the moon. Best on the moon. Uh, so. So, so wait a second. I wanna, here's a, so, just back up for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say? when he? So he, how many knives did he give you? He gave me two eight-inch chefs and two four-inch or three-and-a-half-inch pairing knives. Okay, so you gave him a bill of like 75 bucks. It was 60 Oh, okay. So then what was the first thing he said when, when you gave him the bill? He's like, whoa, is that really the price? Oh, I didn't realize it's going to be so expensive. Oh, and, the fuck, and he's like, and you know what's silly is every time I go somewhere, the first thing I ask is how much does it cost? And I didn't do that just because I didn't think it was going to be so. You know, I thought it was going to be 20 or $30. I was like. For, for four knives? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, what's fair to you? And he's oh like, no, God. no, no. I don't. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I start laying, putting it on. I'm like, okay, what's fair to you? Is that not fair? What's fair to you? And he's just like, oh, I, I'll, I'll pay. I just, I didn't realize if I knew it was so expensive, I would have, I, I would probably would only given you one chef's knife for one knife from home and not one of our commercial knives that we use in the kitchen. Who and talks like this? What kind of person talks like this? To somebody you? who is too familiar with you. That's the fucking problem. Uh, I worked for this guy for I think actually I only worked for him like for fuck like six months or something like that. Uh, but I helped help them with like starting a new restaurant and and stuff and and I was like their first employee at this bakery that now they have a couple locations of and um, yeah I think he's just too for, too familiar. And what so, kind of boss was he? He was a good guy. That's the crazy thing. He was a good guy. And so I told my wife about it. Um, and she's like, well, what'd you do? And so I was like, I ended up giving him 50% discount. She's like, oh, I'm fucking oh, pissed. She was so pissed because she's like, he fucking bullied you into doing that. He made mm. you feel bad. And I was oh, sorry. I feel like I'm yelling into the microphone now. Um, and, and just that, you know, it, he's just, you know, he's using our familiarity against me and, and being kind of a dick. And honestly, what was hilarious is the rest of the day, not a single fucking person complained about the price. Everybody, mm. in fact, was ecstatic. But, you know, but this is the like, thing. This is, these are restaurant. Restaurant people do what's called rattling the cage. Cheap. Mm. They rattle. No, the <laughs> no. restaurant guys are Always used to. Restaurant guys are used to rattling the cage, and that's their move, and they're comfortable with it. When the fish guy comes, is oh, the, the, the eyeballs are cloudy, oh, the gills are <laughs> green. They, they 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 like to oh, these are the best carrots you have. Give me, a, give me a. yeah. And then and then they rattle the cage to kind of just like, okay, I'll give you. That's what they do. They're scum. That's what they do. <laughs> you should go into their bread, and you should fucking say. I want a deal on this fucking bread. He should have given you loaves upon loaves. You know how much? DPS. Do you know how much a really good sourdough uh, bread is? Like a, like one of those that's been like fermenting for four days. Yeah, it's, like forty bucks. Yeah, it's expensive. And he loaf. fucking gave it to you yeah. for a loaf of bread. No, he, this, that's what he did. That's exactly it. And my wife, my wife was so pissed. And she's like, "How much do they sell their fucking cookies for?" And they're like, yeah. "I was like, they're like four or five dollars for a cookie." And she's like, five dollars yeah. for a fucking cookie." And he's bitching about freshly sharpened knives for. Let's go over there right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you what, this guy needs a fucking. He needs. If you watch that movie, he needs a. He needs a code red. He needs a code red from. Uh, from uh, what was that that movie with uh, 
Jack Nicholson? Yeah, you don't know the truth. Or you don't know they can't handle uh, the truth. Uh, Few good men. Few good men. You got to rattle his cage. Ah, that gets rich to me crazy. It's all right. I, I guarantee it, he's not coming back, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> question? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course he's not coming. You already sharpened his knives. What the fuck? He, and he, what, what does bread knife guy need with a fucking knife anyway? I mean, yeah. for Christ's sakes. Question for you: How okay. many people knew that you were going to be there and brought their knives? Because that's what I was thinking. I was just like, are people right. going to know to bring knives to a farmer's market? Yeah. So I so this town where we live, like I grew up here, and so I got a lot of friends, and I uh, I did a stuff Ooh. <laughs> that are troll. still. <laughs> You're you such a troll, man. I swear to God. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking wag you. Bussing me up. <laughs> You, you marble fuck. You hang it, hang it from a fucking, hang it from a fucking hammock, yelling at people. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Listen, you two are pumped up today. You two, Jesus Christ. I had, I had a fresh cup of coffee a couple hours ago, and uh, two hours so, in is when it hits me. So people know, people know too. Yeah. So I, d- I just did a simple Facebook post, and I, I targeted just people I know uh, that are still in the area or know people in the area, um, and there, you know, I. There still wasn't a massive turnout, and I think part of the problem is I meant to, like, leading up to the market to do more posts, and I literally posted, like, the day before, or not even the day before, like, at midnight, just, like, seven hours before I was supposed to be at the fucking market. Um, And so this week, we did a little bit more work leading up to it. We'll see how it goes, but, you know, I I wasn't mad with last week, and it can only get better, Uh, except for, I think tomorrow's supposed to be piss and rain, so we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, Did you... Question, another question. Yes. How... How dull was the dullest knife? Oh man, one of them was super gnarly, and and it was like a decent knife. It was like a shun, and the edge was beat the fuck. Like people were cutting on stone or something like that. It's crazy. It's it was it was really bad. Like you, you can make s- noises. You, you can see noises the cutting the edge from across the room, and that Did, is terrible. Were you making like? I just yeah, tisk, throw tisk, up in my mouth. Oh, oh my god! When you hand, oh my god! What did you do? What did you do with this knife? No, I didn't, but that's a good... I should do that. I should oh, fuck God. with people. That'll, that'll oh, be good. Oh. What, what did you take to sharpen with? I took my broadback. I, oh, cool. I also brought... Uh, so I had the broadback with the long platen, and then I, I also had my... Uh, the the uh, What is it? The buffing arm attachment that helped me with hitting the serrations on a couple of knives, which was killer. Fucking brought those edges back like money. Um, yeah, that broadback was perfect and it's you know it's it's awkward because it's kind of a heavy machine to lug around but right uh we have a se- separate stand so you know you you set the stand up and then you we, we were able to back right up to where the tent was and so it only did had you enjoy a few it? feet yeah it was good it was great I, it was fun to hang out and and meet some people the the way they have the market set up a little bit is kind of awkward because uh, they they have like the farm vendors. They allow their cars to be parked right there because they have like back stock of other plants and shit, so that so that they don't have to like walk across the block or something like that to get more stuff. Uh, but the problem is when people see a line of cars, they're like, oh, that's it, that's the end. But there were still me, the knife sharpener, and the fucking food guy, and um, and so it was kind of like a weird barrier. But people found us. Um, but it was yeah, it was good. I think the highlight definitely was uh the the food guy i i i set his uh slicing knife up so he has a shawarma he does shawarma uh and um 
which is like basically like a Middle Eastern uh, Euro. And he's got lamb on the spit and the thing's rotating and, and cooking. And he, he brings his knife over and he's had it for a couple of years and he's never had it sharpened. And I put a new edge on there. I'm like, you got to be fucking careful with this thing. It is super sharp. And he was completely blown away. But he, he set me up with a, a sandwich and whew, that, that thing was probably one of the best, probably, probably one of the best things I've eaten in the last six months, if not last year, uh, like top three. Super we'll sharpen for food. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll sharpen for food all fucking day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was good. I got another one coming up this weekend. The following weekend, uh, I got my earrings out. I ended up doing a copper etch on some of the earrings, and and then a blue oxidation on the earrings. I think I was talking about those last weekend. Um, I oh something I meant to mention last weekend is actually I'm doing a so my my son's school is a nonprofit it's a Waldorf school and they're doing some fundraising event um, coming up actually this weekend and um, you can get tickets I have a link on my Instagram um, to the Waldorf page where you can get a p- ticket come hang out they're doing so it starts with a cocktail hour but f- with drinks from a local uh, brewery and and bar. Um, and then uh, and and oysters and I'm gonna be there forging and um, and then that knife I'm, I'm gonna just be forge- forging a simple kind of uh, my bench made or not my bench made but my bench knife um, brute to forge bench knife um, and then that's gonna get raffled off to help raise money for the thing um, I got stickers Jeff's talking about his merch and I finally I haven't had stickers in like five years and I'm super pumped about them um, and so. I'm trying to think what else is going on. Other than that, I won't be – oh, wait. I guess I will be here to record next week. Uh, but I'm getting ready to head over to Montana to do some work with Josh Smith for a few oh, days. Cool. And then, um, yeah, that's it. Monday I fly out. I'll be back on Tuesday, though. Wednesday. Just a couple of days. There you go. Look at you. Busy, busy. Yes, yeah. Wow. Wow. Cool. Craig, how have you been? <clears throat> very good. Actually, very, very good. It's been a really good week. So I've had a fair bit of shop time. Um, done a lot of heat treating this week. Nice. Um, so I'm working on. Um, I, I won't. I won't actually say what they are yet. But um, I, I haven't quite finished the design on them and what the handle is going to be and that kind of thing. But it's going to be a run of of, of knives, um, which is cool. Um, I've been a bit jealous of you guys and your side projects. So you know, Jeff <laughs> modeling his t-shirts. Listen to me. And Listen to me. Miracle That's side projects. Which is, I have to have. You have to have something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Your your extra extra products then. I suppose. Right. Something yeah, on the yeah, website. Yeah. 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 And um and Mareka with his calendar and his apron, mm-hmm. and um my wife and I've been thinking what could we what could we do, um, and we've come up with something and G-string. we've gone like full strings. <laughs> 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 We've got full steam ahead with with something. So over the over the coming weeks, I'll I'll say more. But um, very excited about something. Is it and, a cock um, ring? Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> no, cock ring. Fuck. no. Well, it's this fuck podcast. I swear to God. <laughs> I know. That's what comes in your head. Straight Jesus. to the podcast. I was just thinking, like, you're learning the blacksmithing yeah. skills. Yep. You might be yep. forging rings. Yep. You know, who knows? Yeah, no, of course. No. But anyway, it's cool. Um, so, yeah, I've been, I've been heat treating a lot. Um, we had – so I've been in the shop four days this week, which is unheard of for me over the last year. It's, it's probably the most time I've had in the shop. Um, Wednesday, which was a sort of day off, I suppose, um, which is quite common here in France because – 
uh, schools close on a Wednesday here. Uh, most schools anyway. So most people are off work because, you know, if you've got kids, what are you going to do? So um, we had a beach day and it was amazing. Oh, nice. The sun was shining. Kids were all happy. And, that you know, they're that much older now that they had a bit of freedom. So they were off running, playing in the park and in the water. And it, was, it was, yeah, a great, great day. Um, so, yeah, really happy with that. Um, what else? I thought oh, it was a different <laughs> reason. I thought it was a different reason why France has so many days off. Well, they're all lazy bastards. That's, I that's was another say a reason. bunch of pussies, but I mean, that's, well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was yeah. the first thing that popped into my mind. But yeah, you know. yeah, it's, it's very European to do as little as possible. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we had a, we had. Um, I told you we had a gig last Saturday. So after the show, I said we got we got one tomorrow. We actually had two. Um, so we had one in the afternoon and one in the evening. So the evening was oh, a wow. standard sort of bar gig. Um, but the afternoon, I didn't know what it was. I was just told the address. We'd all turn up there, and we'll. It was the worst thing you could possibly imagine. Oh, sure. Why? What would right? So, in my mind, we're this spitting, snarling punk band. We're not. We're very fucking gentle. <laughs> but in my mind, that's what I'm thinking we are. Right? What would be the worst possible venue for a Saturday afternoon gig? What can you What can you imagine? I mean, that would be a I French bistro. Well, that sounds pretty good. I, I oh. think about like when in the in the Blues Brothers when they're playing at a country band with a with a chain link fence in front of them, and then the the, mm. the, the audience is throwing bo- beer bottles right. at the chain link fence, and they're singing, uh, you know, what a country music. Well, no, it's worse. So this was a, a children's home, <laughs> but listen. Sake. It was adoption day, so it was an open day for peop- like parents to come and wow. meet these kids to see if they wanted to take them home. Oh, the pressure is on. The music's so they, they not a, right, then maybe so they, they don't make... they had a juggler and a face painter there, <laughs> and then they, they booked a band, which was us. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, we turned up. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, looking at the set list that we'd worked out, we're like, we can't play that. We can't play that. We can't. And it's just, oh, fuck. Which songs so, could lo- you not play? Um, uh, well, Baby, You're Gone think. or something like that. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time, which we do, which we couldn't do. <laughs> what um, other songs could you not have played at the tr- at the adoption day? Sex the- on Fire, we couldn't do. <laughs> teenage Kicks, could you play that? <laughs> we, <could> you- <laughs> <laughs> we did do Teenage oh, Kicks. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. I can't yeah. even think of any of the lines now, but just singing some of these songs, like the lyrics, you know, as they come to your head, you're thinking, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, it was grim. It was so oh. grim. Oh, my Nobody God. Was- Nobody was interested in it. It was outdoors anyway. Nobody was interested in us. About 90 minutes in, it started raining, so we just called it a day. We just packed off and we oh went. But it, oh, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, that so, so sounds grim. terrible. So the kids are yeah. like little puppies waiting to be adopted, and they get their little noses over the over the railing, hoping that your mommy, <laughs> mum, and mum and papa will pick me up, pick me up no, out of a fucking. Like, it was like an open day, so they had all these games set out. So you know the adults would be playing the games, and they try and lure lure the kids in to get to know them and all that kind of that thing. And, terrible. And all these yeah, monsters yeah. have their hair like the way that not it normally is, and they got little bow ties on. Meanwhile, yeah, they're like ready and all to the kids are told you'll be on your best behavior. You yeah. might find a new mummy and daddy oh. today. And this is like oh, Jesus oh Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly, it was worse worse than you can imagine. That's terrible. Uh, but thankfully, <laughs> thankfully it rained, and um, yeah, we managed to get away. Um, but off. Oh, so yeah. you weren't there to lure parents in to buy kids, were you? <laughs> we were just there as entertainment because it was, it was, like I said, an open day. So they had, you know, like I said, jugglers and face painters. They were playing all these games and stuff, and yeah, they had a band. So then they yeah. needed icebreakers to make the 
parents, exactly. potential and parents. Were, you know, the, the parents were. would get up dancing and trying to get the kids up dancing with them and all yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, oh, was, what pressure on you? Did, did you're you supposed to like. You're supposed to create a fucking chemistry between a yeah. lifelong chemistry with these weird French people and their <laughs> potential children. Yeah, it was very, oh, very strange. Terrible. Very strange. But yeah, but thankfully we had a normal gig in the evening, which went, which went quite well. So it's, it was yeah. like, what was that? Like the deaf, deaf fire victims yeah. or something? Like that. <laughs> uh, no, that was just, it was just in a, in a bar. It was all good. You're the all good. So yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Did you, did you not know it was going to be at a children's home? I, d- I didn't book it. The the bass player did. Um, Fired. Seb yeah, and... you got to fire him. You got to cut him loose. You got to cut him loose. You can't fired. trust his judgment. You can't trust his judgment. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, honestly, quite, Craig probably still would have said pace, yes. So it's probably our best paid gig. So you're quite happy. He, he probably just would have changed the set list a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's been a really good week actually. I said lots of shop time, um, working on this new thing, working on new knives. Um, yeah, really happy, really good, really good stuff. One thing I forgot to tell to, to you, Marika, when you said that uh, you told that story about the the uh, the baker giving you uh, telling you, oh no, expensive it was. We went to an event for my kid. It was a honors program, and she got you know into these honor societies, and we bumped into the old. Um, how should I say this? A high-level person in the school district, very high-level person in the school district that we've known for a long time, and then this is a very high, you know, very respected person in the in the district. Yeah. And uh, they came up to us, and we we're talking, talking, talking. So, you know, I follow you on Instagram, and your knives are so beautiful. And then I went to your website, and they're so expensive. And <laughs> oh my and my wife and I are standing there, being like, "Hi, hi, hi, how are you?" And I'm I'm like, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm keeping my mouth shut. I just, I can't believe how, exp- I mean, they're so beautiful and I'm sure they're worth it, but, and she just kept going on and on and oh, on. And oh I just, I'm just so surprised how expensive they are. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, it's not for you. <laughs> and it was like, we had to sit there because it's like these high level person. And, I, and, and she leaves. And I turned to my wife, and I was like, well, we can write her off. That's it for her. I mean, <laughs> no more Christmas letters for her. Garbage. All the 17 years we've been dealing with this goddamn person. Written off. Written off. <laughs> yeah. And Hillary's like, yeah, that was weird. And I was like, what the fuck does it matter with people? Why do they just they feel the need to say stuff like that? It's just so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, and uh, honestly, I've been, in, I've been in that situation where something ended up being a lot more expensive than I anticipated. And you know what I fucking did? Grit and we're, bared it. I fucking or paid you were it, and I walked away. Yep. But or you were polite. Yeah. You said, yeah. Well, that, or like even if somebody gives you a bid on something, like how much is that? Oh, this is a little bit more than I want to pay. I appreciate it, but not like I mean, obviously after you've done the work, it's a different ballgame. But like yeah. sometimes sticker price, sticker shock is different because people just don't have this idea of what things cost, or you know they don't mm. think that we do it for a living. You know they don't sure. think we do it like for a living with our hands. You yeah. know, like we just like blink and it just right. arrives. Well, that's really expensive for you just fucking off and having fun, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? You just like blink and laugh and that's the end of it. And right. I, I will say I did take, there was a good takeaway after the, cause that guy was my very first customer of the day, which oh, was a really strong terrible. way to start. Terrible. Um, but after him, every single person afterward, before I even started measuring their knives and any of that shit, I was like, so the price is this, is that going to work for you? Yeah, that's great. Perfect. And Perfect. we moved on from there. Yeah. So you went you, set expectations. Yeah. You it was a blessing in disguise. Yes. Blessing in disguise. 
Okay. Let's get to some questions. But well, before we do that, we need to tell everybody about these guys. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. And you know what? If you go to Soul Ceramics, who are a distributor, you'll get a discount. you get $75 off and free shipping in the U.S. And I've heard from TJ this week at Soul Ceramics. They've actually got lots of stock in at the moment. So if you're after the, uh, the KH or one of the LB models, they've got lots in ready to ship immediately. Um, so if you go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, that'll take you to Soul Ceramics. Automatically apply the discount. And I said they're waiting. They're in stock waiting for you. Go get them. Okay, questions from the public. Let's have a look what we have. We've got a lot to get to today. We have all We've got sorts a lot, of, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. We've got a game. Um, we got all sorts of stuff. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Jake Cabral. Um, hey, guys, I have a question on S-grinds for kitchen knives. Does the hollow actually help with food release since the food would be uh, falling before it even gets hollow due to the convex height? Just trying to figure out the benefits of S-grinds over a full flat uh, that con- that's convexed at the end. <sighs> <laughs> so, <laughs> a, a lot of people, so the S-grind, or, or, sorry, a lot of people like to talk about food release. And I actually stopped talking about food release years ago because I don't give a fuck about food release. For me, the cutting performance of the knife is about how it moves through the food. And so the benefit of the S grind in that hollow that's in the faces of the blade reduces the amount of surface area that's actually engaging the food so that your knife can slide through the knife or sorry, slide through the food with the greatest of ease. That is the value of the S grind. It is not all about food release because Honestly, it that's no S grind on any knife anywhere in the fucking world is going to always release food 100% of the time. It help with the with the biggest thing is that it helps with again, it reduces the friction of cutting through the food. And that is the greatest benefit of the S grind. It helps lighten up the blade as well. Um but the greatest benefit is that it helps reduce um friction in in cutting food and and bumps up that the, the performance of that knife as it's being used to cut, slice, and dice, and all that shit. Yeah. I would like to propose a, a hot take that we should all <laughs> embrace, which is okay. we should stop using the word food release. Sure. Because there's a lot of food that releases. We should call it like potato release. <laughs> That's or, true. I mean, I've never had a mushroom that I was cutting stick to my blade. <laughs> I have never had I mean there are lots of vegetables and fruits and meats that don't like turn into leeches and like suck to the side of your knife. Sure. We the should call it stick. potato release. We should call it <laughs> you know or or like slime potato release or I was talking to Pat Quinn he said let's call it the Irish grind. Whatever. But there's it's not food release. It's not food release because like there's a the lot Irish of food grind, yeah. that doesn't really need releasing. No. Yeah. Call it potato. If you're going to call it release, and if you're listening to this podcast and you send me a message saying I only buy knives with food release, you're lying. You're lying. And everybody in kitchens who've ever worked in kitchens will say, I don't know what food release is. It's potato release. Yeah, that's it. Potato release, not food release. <laughs> there we go. Potato release. That's it. There you go. Ready for the next one? Whatever you go say. Jade Curtis. 
My question is with all their uh, allergic reactions. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me start over. My question is with all their allergic reactions to Coca Bolo, is it safe to sell to customers? Are you afraid the customers might get a, a Whitey Bulger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking love a Whitey Bulger. That is Who was that again? Was that Tom Whitey, Moss? Whitey Bolo. Well, With the, the Coca Bolo. Tom Moss said that when Coca-Bolo he grinds Coca Bolo, the powder, he gets allergic reaction and he touches wiener, and all of a sudden he had a swollen wiener. He got a swollen Go penis. Whitey Bulger, as we now call it. And that. now, as we know, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, we're not referring to it as a Whitey Bulger. <laughs> So he's worried that you're going to sell somebody a knife with a Coco Bolo and you're going to get that Whitey Bulger. Ah, what do you think about We're adults. We're adults, everybody who's ah, listening. Go we're to not hell. 14-year-old boys. If, we really if are you're, adults. If you're clicking your tongue at us now, you've been listening for, the, for 35 minutes too long, okay? Listen to some other Quite boring true. podcast for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, I think the problem with Coco Bolo is... Um, probably the oils from it or maybe you know the fine dust that's the that's the irritant um so by t- the time the handle's finished and maybe it's you know it's coated with the wax or whatever it may be it, you know it's probably pretty good um but yeah i know a lot of, i've heard from quite a few people who've said yeah they have issues with coco bolo and i know that you know if that dust gets in the shop and it's up in the air it's not it's not good for you at all no i mean it looks okay <laughs> yeah I don't want to get a. I don't want to. I don't want to have like a swollen gland from it <laughs> to work on. It's like, what am I going to charge extra for that? For the for the extra you know, penis holding. I mean, what do you do? I, it's enough already. Yeah, I like it. I like cocoa. I think it polishes I bet it you beautifully. Do. Sitting in the <laughs> hammock, stroking it. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Well, goodbye. It's over. <laughs> you do the next one, Jeff. Oh, God. Okay, this one comes from Kevin Cunningham. Hey, cuties. The topic of how the public thinks forged means high quality keeps coming up. I was thinking, and as a hot rodder, we constantly replace cast aluminum parts with forged aluminum. Even for steel parts, it's a forging is a mark of quality because the alternative is cast. I don't think this is a hot take, but I haven't heard anyone mention it while this is on this topic. Also, single moms in your area need sex now. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, he's letting us know. Kevin. Not in my neighborhood. Not in my neighborhood. These old bats don't... These old bats have dried up in this, oh in this area. The old lady. Where, what are we talking about then? We're talking about... Well, Forge, um, I mean, the, the, there's this... The, I think that, you know, the Forge... The people think that Forged means better. Yeah. And he's just comparing Forged parts to cast parts, or Forged aluminum, Forged steel, or Forged versus cast. Mm. I mean, if... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's not relevant as a knife maker because we're not using any real cast parts. But, um, yeah, there's certainly that, you know... Th- Whenever I show anybody a knife who, you know, if I don't know them, they don't really know me and they don't know much about knives. And I say, you know, I made this. They say, oh, did you forge it? And we've talked about this in the past where I always feel a little bit, oh, no, I didn't forge it. Um, but I, then I try to explain the process. But by then you can see they've tuned out. They're like, oh, you didn't forge it. You know, yeah, that, that's shit then, you know. But, um, but again, it's people who don't really, really understand. You know, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, honestly, like... <laughs> It, forging forged has been a term that's been 
used to the nth degree and still obviously is being used as a, a signifier of quality uh, in things. And but it's honestly, it's just it's just a marketing term um, that that has the idea. We've heard it so many times, right? That we uh, relate forge to quality. But obviously, as we've mentioned many times before, we don't need to forge steel to make a quality blade. And in fact, if you don't know really what you're doing when you're forging, you very easily could mess up that material. And sure, yeah. you forged it, but that knife is a piece of shit, sorry to say. Um, and also, if you want to get like super technical, uh, most steels, unless they're powdered metallurgical steels, they are... The, they're they're smelted, they're melted down, and then they're poured into a large cast ingot, and they are roll heated up and held, and then rolled through a series of rolling machines that help forge and reduce that material down into what becomes plate stock and then bar stock, and so it actually does go through a forging process before it becomes a bar that you use in your stock removal knife. Whether or not you want to call that forged, maybe is a different question. But that <laughs> that's a stretch. That's a marketing yeah, stretch yeah. for me to use. But the yeah. quality, <laughs> like the, the the benefits of forging, are there in that material because of the process that it has to go through, so that you if can I'm, make a knife out of it. If I'm the guy who asks you, is it forged, and you give me that whole thing, I'm walking, dude. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I do. I had. I asked too much. I asked too much. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you one uh, thing in terms of cast, and I know cast iron is weird because it's cheap and it's it brittle, and obviously you can't use it for a whole hot, hell of a lot of anything. Mm. But I will say this: this is a this might be another hot take. I've had my coffee hammer that was forged steel for over fifteen years. This thing is a monster. I I mean, it's I don't know how they do it. Uh, you know, a lot of hammers, you can get forged hammers. I mean, cast hammers, like whatever Peddinghouse is doing or sure. all these companies, there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, you can make it happen. So it's like, it's just a question of who gives a shit, really. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so what are they doing? They, they put they putting a face on that then? Or is it all cast? It's all cast. I mean, Peddinghouse hammers that you can get online anywhere or, you know, Hoffy hammers, they found a company that casts them. And I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it with the steel. I don't know how they do it without any, you know, bubbles or imperfections or, you know, I don't know how they do it. But they do it. And they're not, I mean, they're not, they're cast. I mean, Hoffie said he's, they're cast. So it's, and they're great. I mean, they're great. Awesome hammers. I mean, awesome hammers. And there's this, that's the weird thing too. Blacksmiths are just like, well, cast hammer can't be any good. These motherfuckers are good. You give me a, and, and anyone who says that they're not. They're playing games. It's just as the same as the customer who says, is that forged or not? You know, there's, I mean, if you can't make it happen with a, with a petting house hammer, sorry. I mean, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing, you know? I mean, claw yeah, I would, hammers. I would have walked away this. as well. If you went, if you went to the spiel, I would have walked away too. Of course. Okay. <laughs> walk away. Let's walk. Let's all walk away. Let's walk away. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Do it now. 15%. That's a hell of a bargain. Go do it. Okay, where are we? Uh, this one's for you. John Spakus. Spokus. John Spokus. Spokus. Hello, Knife Talk. I'm a few months away from beginning a first from becoming a first-time dad. I'm having a boy, and I'm conflicted on my thoughts on circumcision. <laughs> 
I mostly feel it is unnecessary, but he would be the first boy in my wife's and my family to be fully intact. Any advice would be appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, this is well, I mean, if you're looking for advice to, to, to do it yourself, maybe. <laughs> no. I, you know, this is but, knife uh, talk. This is a perfectly important question that we should be answering. This is talking about food release and cutting. Rele- I mean, this is <laughs> a seriously important <laughs> question that we need to help John out with. Schmeckle release, right? Schmeckle release. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Um, you do what you think you need to do, John. Um, that's not a good answer. Take a fucking stance. Uh, Come on, man. Should he get cut or I not think cut? Leave the poor boy alone. That's what I say. This is weirdo. Male. He's going to look like a weirdo. Mutilation. Though. Yeah, but if he's with his friends and his friends all got right in the gym and they're all taking a shower and we got a weird looking wiener, they're going to make fun of him. This, this is a weird thing, is it? Because in the US, it's, it's quite normal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. But here in, here in Europe, it's, it's, it's not normal at all. And all American girls, they think it's weird. Yeah. So, yeah. It's. it's <laughs> We're, we're talking here as if we're friends. We've got very different cocks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, mercy. Yeah, you didn't say it like that. Jesus Christ. I, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, I, it's a cultural thing, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's certainly in Europe, um, it, m- most people are intact by, by, you know, by a huge, huge percentage, probably in the 80s. Oh, wow. That's it? I mean, that's all you're going to say? Morocco, you, you, know, you know, a situation on this situation? You know, like, you know, <laughs> Uh, we I mean, we left our kid intact. Look at you, you're a you're a you're a modern day marvel. Yep. <laughs> I don't I don't I didn't, I didn't have any. Our, read, our listeners know way too much about. I know I wasn't gonna. I didn't think you needed to do that, but I mean I appreciate the fact that you're. God bless you. I think that I I don't. I don't think I think we I would have I think we would have not kept our child intact if I had a boy. I don't think. I don't think we would have. Pretty sure. That's the Jewish roots, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm like socially Jewish. I'm not really culturally Jewish. <laughs> I'm culturally Jewish. I'm not spiritually Jewish. We go okay. We're going we're going way away from knives here, right? I mean, but let let's stay on this, this right. subject for a little bit. When does it happen? Does it happen like at birth? What does it like months down the line or years down the line? When would you normally? Are you talking as cut? a Jewish person? <laughs> well, not generally. Know. I mean, it's like, you don't like look at the Jewish calendar and pick a fucking auspicious day. I mean, it's, it happens right on the, on the third full moon. I know. I mean, what do you think we fucking do over here? I mean, oh, well, I don't know. I don't, well, I, usually I it's, it's done. It's unusual here. It's so. usually done. I, I believe. I don't know, but I believe. I, mean, I don't remember, but I believe that it would. It's done when you're in the hospital yeah I think why give the kid a fucking what you oh, know wow. or or some of these mental patients do it when they're like 14 i mean what a great Oof. what do it i mean you gotta strike while the iron's hot you know what i'm saying i mean you're already down there <laughs> Jeez. god bless Oof. them it's a, t- a weird situation it is a strange custom it is a bizarre mm. i mean it's not like we're like you know it's weird. It's fucking we're the weirdest fucking race of all time. Yeah, cut the p- tip of his penis <laughs> off. Genital okay, mutilation. we'll accept it. Let's do it. We'll ex- yeah, we'll accept that. A hundred percent. You look weird. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm walking away again. Yeah. We got other things <sighs> to do. We got games. We got listener feedback. We got unsolicited advice. Let's let's do a game. Okay. We haven't done a game in a long time. You have any game start? You have any game music for me? Um, I can find some. What kind of music was it? Like Family Feudish, you know, something like that. Ba-da-ba, ba oh. No? Yeah, that's good. That's fine. We've got to keep the okay. ball rolling, ladies and gentlemen. We can't be here that long. 
All right, welcome to Blade Show Do's and Don'ts, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is from the latest episode of Blade Magazine, the Blockbuster Blade Show episode. There's an article written by K. L. Bird. It's his. He's got a. He's got a column called Educate. It's etiquette, but it's not instead of etiquette. It's educate. God bless. God bless. Late show. <laughs> the number. The world's number one knife publication. And uh, I, I'm a subscriber, but ladies and gentlemen, so just don't listen to you know. Okay, so Ooh. they, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I support my community. I support my community. Uh, mm. Blade show do's and don'ts. And I want you to try to figure out from. All right, there's two ways we can go. I think we should go. There's patron etiquette. Patron etiquette. If you're at the Blade Show, what are some things you should. And shouldn't do as a patron from Blade Magazine's article, Blade Show Do's and Don'ts. What should you do and what should you not do? Take a guess. Ask to pick up a knife first. That's on the board. Always ask before touching a knife. Some makers are more intense about it than others. Survey says. And it's simple. Polite to ask first. All right, so that's one point for Mareko. Craig? Introduce yourself and give your name, maybe. That's a good one, too. Introduce yourself to the maker at each table you visit. Boy, you guys are really good at this. Wow. Mareko, your turn. <sighs> um, I got nothing. <laughs> that's it. You fucking. That's, that's it. Ask, ask before you touch stuff. You already keep did it, that wait, one. Oh, wait. No, I know. That's. Not, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Maybe uh, keep an eye on your kids. These ding dong kids uh, walking around knocking shit off table. No. Keep track of your kids. That's a ding. Keep track of your kids. They should be told not to touch any knives beforehand. Nice job, Craig. Patron it. Patron etiquette. Don't haggle price publicly. That is a good one. And it is not on the board. Okay. Uh, I got another one. But here. it should okay. be. Yeah. Should be. It, should, okay. it should be. It should be. Go ahead. Keep your food away from people's work. Don't eat over the table. Don't drink. Don't set your drink down on somebody's table. That's rude. Um... That is not on the board, but it's close and it should be. <laughs> okay. So, so no one's losing this game. It's going to be, no. we're going to basically make the point that we're going to read it. If you guessed it, you guessed it. But if you didn't guess it, you had a good one. Eh, you should have been there anyway. Go ahead, Craig. Don't try and find fault in the work that you're looking at. Um, or give advice. It's mm. a fucking good one. That is a real good one. It is not on the board. That should be the number one answer. Don't go to a board and give. Don't go to a table <laughs> and start giving advice. You know these prices are too high, and I don't like your. I don't like the cut of your jib. No. Jesus. Well, anytime you want me to just read the rest. No, of the I, I got. I got another one. Go ahead. Um, so. Uh, I feel like I've heard them say before, make it like organize who you want to see, like have a plan when you go into the show, um, and money ready because shit goes flying off the, off the tables pretty quick. Uh, 
I mean, they write about that, but this was a. <laughs> we're all in. We're all in. So let me let me read Gold off star. some. Of the, let me read. Let me read off the number one, the first one that they start off with, which I don't think you're ever going to get. And I think this is a good one. hydrate. Nope, not on there. Uh, an extra swipe of deodorant goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> show so true. Hall. The show hall. Uh. The show hall will get hot when it's full, and the show lasts all day. Mints are a good idea as well. Oh, <laughs> People sweet need to be told. This. I fucking Jesus. love no. this guy. K. Albert is the it's man. It's a good thing they said that. That's the number one thing he wrote. He's like, you fucking oh. people stink, Dis- and no one wants to talk to humans. you. <laughs> oh, you terrible human beings. Uh, never, I repeat, never set anything on a maker's or dealer's table. You, you kind of said that. Uh, always ask before touching a knife. Uh, remove your, <laughs> this is a fucking good one. This has got so much smarm in it. Remove your super cool large rings before handling the knives. <laughs> they leave marks and your hand, and the hand polish on your knife took hours uh, if not days to apply, I your will super say, cool large rigs. I, I've been I've been astonished at how many bedazzled men's hands, how many men's hands are jeweled out at these shows, like showing off that bling. What's going on with the rings? I what what no do men wear rings? Know. P.S. Yeah, those big ones. I, I don't like, even wear my. I don't even wear my. <laughs> no, I, I tell you what. The, my favorite weird ring is like the Johnny Depp. I think it's like an Indian with like a headdress that wraps around the finger, but it's like the entire knuckle. I I always Oof. think like it's gonna like or like the the Shaquille O'Neal like you know like NBA Finals championship ring. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're gonna break your finger or whatever. But yeah, don't wipe your blade off on your shirt or your clothing from home. The owner won't, wouldn't like it. <laughs> Besides, he doesn't know what your shirt or cloth is. Uh, beware of placement when returning something to the table and do it slowly and carefully. Don't mm. just toss things back on the table. Uh, don't, uh, quote, risk flip any side opening knives. Uh, uh, the <laughs> knife doesn't need to be... What the fuck? Wait a second. Uh, don't risk flick a side opener. The knife doesn't need it and if it's, ma- if it's made correctly. Uh, besides... It, it not only annoys the maker, but it shows you don't know what you're doing. So don't do that side flip, <laughs> that suit cool slide, side flip. On the same line of thought, don't shave hair, cut a piece of paper, <laughs> or turn towards others with a live blade or be dumb enough to run your thumb across the edge to test it out. Mm-hmm. The owner doesn't want to clean your blood off of his knife. Ugh. And then the last one for the patrons is never block a table to hold a conversation with someone else. Politely move aside. Oh, yeah. There are more, of course, uh, but these are some of the important things to learn. <clears throat> now, if you want, I can read off his his things to exhibitors etiquette. So he's, he's taking shots across the bow from everybody, which <laughs> I think is funny. He's setting the rules. I mean, it's great. Number one is the biggest one is speak to everyone who comes by, even if it's just good morning or good afternoon. This, this next one is so fucking good. Don't bring a book to the show and sit and read. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to shows to see people just not engaging at all. This yeah. is a sales killer and rude as yeah. hell. You see a lot of makers slash dealers doing it when they complain endlessly about how the show isn't good or the buyers just aren't buying. As a maker slash dealer, you're selling yourself as much as your knives. If your personality is bad, uh, people will move on quickly. Engage, smile, be polite, draw them in, show your work, 
<laughs> Ask for if they have a mint. <laughs> no, I just had that one. Uh, it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever done. Explain it and sell it. Everything set aside. That's uh, uh, everything else aside. That's why you came. You're paying for lodging, gas, airline tickets, food, table space, booth. Make the most of it uh, as you sell. Eh, there you go. Hmm. So, at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com/purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I got I, I got another one for exhibitors. Go ahead. Make friends with the people around you, the other table holders around you, because at some point you're going to need to run to the restroom or go get some food or something like that. And uh, you're going to want eyes on your table and your work when you dash away for a second. I just don't know how. I mean, there is like thousands and thousands of people. And there are. I just don't know how what you do to when you got to go to the bathroom. I don't want, and you know what? If I'm next to you and you're, you know, Mareko Mamasi with the thousand dollar knives, I don't know if I want to feel comfortable watching your knives. Mm. What do you do? You got to catheterize or something. <laughs> you know, you got a special you, chair you bring in, <laughs> or something. Yeah, you got to have that. You got that Craig Lockwood uh, hammock, that, with that hammock hole. <laughs> or yeah, just, just wear adult diapers. Turn around and <laughs> I, just, I just throw it over the side like I'm fishing. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. I mean, you know, Blade Show is coming up, everybody, and, and uh, cash is king. That was another thing he said. Cash is king. Don't bring your credit cards. P.S. The Wi-Fi in the Cobb Center is as shitty as it gets, if it is, oh, unless it's gotten it's any better. So I have had real – I've had – I bought wood from the guys, and they are – they can't process the credit cards, and they are sweating bullets, sweating. Mm. I mean, you want to talk about, like, having a, a spritz. And these guys are like, you need to give them a, some deodorant because they are – because you can't get any – you can't get any Wi-Fi yeah, service in there. So there you mm. have it. Fun little game. There we go. Yeah. Shows coming up. Well, yeah. Nice. We should do a, a game of some sort each week. I think. I, I think you know what? I'm going to give a plug to Blade Magazine. I think it's a great. I think it's a great publication. I think. I mean, magazines are good, but at the same time, we see lots of friends of ours in the magazine, and it's really great. And you know what? I I, I appreciate what they're doing. I also appreciate Knife Magazine. I know that Matt Parkinson writes an article in there, and we should you know support these support these guys. And let, guys, if you wanted to get one episode, one issue or not, you can reach in and they'll send you copies of one issue but you know you know what subscribe it's a good it's a good uh you know whatever yeah do you do the digital version or the physical no i do the physical i i, I my wife got me a subscription to a magazine and i'm, and I'm just like i'm not fucking on the computer i'm like i ain't sitting on the computer and reading new york magazine Are you crazy you know yeah it's not the same is <laughs> it? it sucks <laughs> sucks reading magazines on a computer <laughs> fucking not fun at all 
You can't throw it in, in disgust. <laughs> this yeah, bullshit. This you, just, you can't do this. You can't, you can't make noise. You can't make noises. You can't say, look at this. Look at this. Look at this fucking guy here. And then you just say, fuck this guy. And rip it up. <laughs> you can't do that with your computer. Quite true. There you go. Quite true. Okay. Let's do... Um, but you, you decide what we're going to do next. I'm going to tell everybody about Texas Power Supply um, and the amazing Indasa Rhino Wet, which they sell. Um, it's the sandpaper of choice for everybody at Blade. If, it, if anybody's doing good stuff, they're all using um, Indasa for their, their sandpaper. Uh, Rhino Wet's the stuff to use. They sell it at Texas Power Supply as well as everything else that you'd possibly need as a knife maker. TexasFireSupply.com. If you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off your order as well. So fill up that basket with lots of Rhino Wet. Take a look at everything else that they do. Fill it up. Get 10% off Knife Talk 10. And that's at TexasFireSupply.com. Last week, we te- we, somebody was saying you, we should bring back uh, unsolicited advice. And the floodgates opened. <laughs> unsolicited <laughs> advice is when somebody has this, you know, you, you put out something there and then somebody says, oh, you know what you should do? And it's like this... It's usually obnoxious, but at the same time, it's like I figured, well, let's just get back. We used to do it. Let's get back into it. So I figured I'd read you guys some. And then if you want to, if you want to interact with the show, go follow us on Instagram, Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. And then you can slide in our DMs and you can send ask questions, dilemmas, uh, unsolicited advice. And we're going to do another bit coming up. And we'll be talking about it in a minute. And I got this thing wrapped up. We got tons of material. So unsolicited advice, the first piece of unsolicited advice comes from Neil Warren. It's Maximus Knives. I got it. You know what you should do. Makers need to learn the difference between constructive criticism and talking shit. If you're not going to, if you're not trying to bring up another maker and only putting them down, the community will know what kind of human trash you be, uh, tr- human, what kind of trash human being you are, and you'll ultimately fail and not have the support of anyone. And if you feel like this is about you, Morgan Freeman once said, "I'm not referring to you, but if the shoelace, if the shoe fits, lace that motherfucker up and wear it." I would like to send some unsolicited advice to Neil Warren. <laughs> he wrote me a a nice compliment but he backfilled it with some horse shit (laughs) 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 he said i was just something with my kid and he wrote and god bless neil warren listen neil you gotta take you put you go in the barrel sometimes that's just the way it is i got you unblocked from Mareko years ago don't forget before you get all (laughs) don't write me anything he goes he goes he goes he goes you know what i don't care what people say about you you're a great dad I was like, "What? What do you mean people <laughs> say about?" People say? And I was just like, "What? What kind of?" What kind of He's like, "Well, you know, people have recently been, uh, you know, saying things about you. I've been defending you." And I was like, "What? What do you? Why would you bring that up?" And he's and I, all of a sudden I realized, "Oh, because I made a shot. I took a shot at people who listened to Joe Rogan. I was making a joke. I was making a joke, and I think people got a little bit like, you know, well, I listen to Joe Rogan. What are you making? What are you making? Of <laughs> Just for everybody to calm down. So, so he says, "You, I don't care what anybody says. I've been defending you this whole time. You're a great guy." I was just like, "God, you're terrible at giving compliments." You know, it's yeah. like maybe you feel everybody like shit. You're a shit back, <laughs> but you're okay. He's like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you don't understand how defending I've been doing. You're a great guy. And I was like, I'm with you, Neil. I'm with you. So, I actually so, just saw him the other day talking to Wastelander on Instagram Live. 
Uh, he's one of the, the few makers, or few makers, the many makers testing for Journeyman Smith this year. Um, so wish, wishing you the best of luck, but... Yeah, James. James is the man. Gotta love those guys. You know, yeah. forty-five guy. Hey, listen. All the jokes aside, we've been making. We made for years. We're making jokes about Forge and Fire. But if it wasn't for Forge and Fire, a lot of these guys wouldn't be testing. Forty-five or so. It's a record number testing. So you know, it came from somewhere. Social media, Forge and Fire, whatever. Mm. Rodney Philman. Rodney Philman writes, and this is what came in a lot. We had uh, Ben Snur on a couple of weeks ago, and the, Mrs. Lockwood. Asked him why Cowboys uh, urinate on boots. And boy, mm. the floodgates have opened on that, so to speak. <laughs> Roddy Philbin says, urine on leather. In the Middle Ages and up into the Industrial Revolution, urine was commonly used in the tanning of leather. It's supposed to be, it's suppo- uh, supposedly where the phrase, so poor that you don't have a pot to piss in, comes from. Uh, as four poor uh-huh. families would sell their urine to local tanneries. <laughs> they're so fucking, oh, wow. that's a fucking job. Uh, wow. this is the only, this is the only correlation between boots and pee that I can think of. Great show as always. And I agree on ask a cowboy section segment would be great. As people would like it. If Mrs. Lockwood would ask Ben questions every so often, and, uh, <laughs> that was a big hit. That was a huge hit. Uh, uh. so, and then, uh, Nick, uh, Nick knives LLC says to retouch on the, Piss in boots. I believe Craig's wife was referring to tanning hides. The ancients used to tan hides, and that's the uh, that's the way. Due to the pH breaking down of organic material, softening them and making the leather easier to work with. So you weren't. Oh, she wasn't we crazy. Go. Top tip then from my wife. So she wasn't piss crazy. on the boots. Uh, I mean, it's okay. still weird, but at the same time, it was you know <laughs> historically accurate. She heard it from somewhere. It's just what she's into. I, I mean, obviously, clearly, clearly. <laughs> Clearly, the tannery. Uh, that that would be now. That would be a, a great startup business. You know, urine for sale. I mean, I mean, you know. All right. Uh, Paul J. Paul Jansen says, "I know you didn't ask, but the best way to get a question answered on social media is by intentionally posting the wrong answer. People might not take the time to help answer a question if they, uh, but they will jump at the chance to correct you." Oh, very true. I feel like I very saw a true. meme about that uh, regarding Reddit. Like somebody posts a question and then intentionally goes, and they have like a separate account that they only use for posting the wrong answer. And on Reddit, everybody's just all over that shit to get the right answer out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the guy who took the, took the cake last week was Brian House, our announcer. Our announcer, Brian House, he put, a, he put, his, he put the, he had an anvil that was all chewed up and he put it up on his, on his mill. And to, to, to try to get the top flat. Oh, to reface it, Oh, boy, it, yeah. he took a fucking beating. <laughs> he, took a, he took a whipping. And I think he just decided, all right, well, let's double down and let's just keep going. So, yeah, you know, some of these things are crazy, you know. Mm. I don't like that shit. Anybody who has an opportunity to flex on social media, they're going <laughs> to jump all over it. Yeah, but now I'm in, the, I'm in a few. The move. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I was just I'm in a, in a few sort of Facebook groups for like products that are used for various things, you know, and you know they're quite complicated. So you join the you know the owners group on Facebook. Oh, it's just the fucking worst. Anybody asks a question, everybody just piles in on them. Are you stupid? You oh, she's off. Oh, There's a Facebook group in my town, and I'm very like I try to stay away from. I don't respond. I don't talk. I don't mm. say anything. And there's a restaurateur in this town who's really been part of the revolution of this town. And people complain about 
well, you should open this kind of restaurant. Oh, no. Another <laughs> risk. And it's just like, you motherfuckers are sitting on your couch. You haven't opened anything yeah. up. And all of a sudden, you're telling him the kind of restaurant <laughs> yeah. to open up? It's like all the time, oh, another another restaurant. Uh, I hope it's going to have tacos. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, oh, do, do we need another restaurant like this? It's just like, dude, you could, you don't have a pot to piss in. <laughs> Bringing it back, baby. Bringing it back. Uh. Pot to piss. Okay. Can, the Canton Cutler says, I know you didn't ask, but if you get yourself a quarter inch reamer, um, when you, when your countersunk, your Corby holes, touch the hole to the reamer and the Corby bolt fits perfectly with no problemo. And then I kind of asked him, like, well, which part do you touch? You part the, you know, the Corby step bit is, it's got mm. the shaft that fits in the shaft. And then it's got that ledge that gives you that nice shoulder for that, the mechanical bite. And he says, uh, if you drilled your pilot holes, then you've drilled your quarter inch hole already for the Corby bolt. But sometimes you got to fight to get it in, in a quarter inch hole. Sometimes, uh, especially if your drill bit isn't new, just put a, a, a quarter inch reamer into your drill press, and it makes a quarter-inch hole. The Corby bolts slide right in. So basically he's saying is wallow out the hole where the shaft goes in of the Corby bolt. So there you go. Okay, yeah. Got a couple more. A feral boy knife says, for people coming up to your table at markets, I know you didn't ask, but how about you wipe your mouth and quit slathering on me while on my <laughs> knives while your spit splatter <laughs> is talking at me. It's so gross. So... Ugh. You know, don't. That is the worst. You're speaking to somebody and they're spitting all over you. Oh just, my god! Oh, you can't, you can't say anything, but you're just sort of backing away a bit. And it, oh, Have you, do you know what gleeking is? Gleeking, gleeking? Yes. No. It's this weird phenomenon that when your tongue does something specific, you know, like when you're talking, this like spray. It's like this perfect. I mean, it's like you're peeing out of your mouth, really. I mean, it's like this. <laughs> it's, it's like this perfect. Like if you hose if it was like a hose right am i wrong how would you explain salivary it? glands just below your tongue but oh it's below your tongue it's yeah. under your tongue yeah. and you're talking and then i guess your tongue goes up like and this like it's a hose, stream of it yeah, comes out it's a stream of saliva uh. like a snake almost like a snake spitting uh. venom it's fucking yeah. bizarre <laughs> It's That's fucking it. weird. And like when I was He's a, a kid, squirter. Oh, when I was a kid, you know, my friends would stick their tongue up and then like hiss, spit at you. And I remember yeah. talking to somebody and he was saying, I don't know what that fuck he was saying with rolling his R's. I don't know what he was doing. He, <laughs> he fucking blinded me with his fucking gleek. Oh my he God. He all over me. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude, what do I need to talk to you? I don't wear a fucking raincoat. Fuck's sake. So. Don't gleek. No Jeez. gleeking at Late Show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, just awareness, self-awareness of stuff like that. I, I you never people... heard about that, Craig? People need better no, friends. No, I've never heard of the word. I've, I've seen, yeah, I've seen it happen. I've, you know, I've been spat out while talking to people, <laughs> but uh, I didn't know gleeking was a was a thing. Now all those fucking. Poor kids at the home at the adoption center <laughs> with a mess, standing over the. I could just imagine them standing over the like the railing, all gleeking at you while you're. <laughs> you make it sound like some sort of Victorian like homeless shelter or something. The Oliver Twist, and they're just yeah. all gleeking at you. Just, like a bunch of fucking. They've all got rickets. Like a bunch of fucking malnourished little chimpanzees gleeking at. You're playing Teenage <laughs> Nightmare or whatever the hell you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> poor kids. Now. Those Come poor on. kids. Come on, it'll upset me. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> makes you laugh. Right, you decide what we're doing. I'm going to tell everybody about Dharma Steel. Uh, DharmaSteel.se is the website. We all know what Dharma Steel is. It's the premium sort of stainless uh, Damascus. Some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful patterns. Uh, go take a look. Um, DharmaSteel.se. Um, if you're looking for inspiration, even look at follow them on Instagram, Dharma Steel Lab. Because um, they repost a lot of stuff that whether you know they were using Dharma Steel, so you can see the kind of stuff people are making. It instantly makes everything look beautiful. Honestly, go take a look. DharmaSteel.se. If you register as a customer and you use Knife Talk at checkout, you'll get ten percent off as well. So why wouldn't you? I have two more and then we're done. Uh, JVB okay. Knives Canada says, I know you didn't ask, but flux is not required to weld high carbon steel. If your steel is not sticking, it's not hot enough. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I don't. It's not necessary to get steel to stick, but you can also weld at lower temperatures. You just need to soak for a bit longer. Well, he said um, it's not required. Flux is not required. Right? Isn't that what I just said? Did I say I think it wrong? So. I don't know. Yeah. So flux is not required, um, and if it's not welding, you probably haven't allowed it a long enough soak time. So you're either not at a high temperature, high enough temperature for the short soak time that you're going for. Um, and, and, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. So it's, it's a combination of, of, or it depends on how hot, how hot you're working at. So if you are at a high welding temperature, like maybe 21, 2200 degrees, then you don't have to soak it forever. But if you're, if your forge for whatever reason only goes up to maybe 1800 degrees or something like that, maybe even 1750, which is still pretty low. Um, um, you can still get steel to weld. You just have to allow it to soak for a substantially longer period of time, like maybe upwards of like half an hour. Um, and also, I mean, ideally, if you're forging forging Damascus and trying to get steel to weld, you, you don't want to be working at 1700 because it's just there's not a lot of heat in that material, and it's going to take forever to move that shit. So I think you either you got to crank your temperature up uh, or just give it a little bit more time. But yeah. I don't even know if I answered that. I mean, I think you, I think you elaborated on it, which is exactly what was needed to happen. <clears throat> yeah. And then the last unsolicited advice will lead us into next week's bit. This comes from Sack Sack Handmade Knives. Sack Handmade Knives. Here's some advice, and I'm reading this as not sarcastic as possible. I'm reading this as <laughs> normal as possible. When I read it first, it sounded sarcastic. I'm going to not read it sarcastic. Here's some advice as the, quote, biggest knife-related podcast. You could, do, you could do more for unknown makers to get more reach, like do the showcase like you used to, and give 1,500 follower pages a shout-out. So he wants us, and, you know, I'm with you, Zach. Uh, what we'll do next week is we're going to bring back Community Showcase, but I figured out how we're going to do it differently. Instead of Mareko and Craig and I giving our suggestions for Community Showcase, you, the listener, are going to nominate one person as the person we should be following on the Community Showcase. And I will amass all the people that you believe should be Community Showcased, and we'll read them off. That's you, your job, Zach. You job. Because... I read it and I was just like, I don't, I don't do enough. 
in this fucking podcast? I mean, we'll give you an hour, <laughs> give you a couple hours a week, but it's not enough. And then, you know, and then I'm, and of course, I'm the biggest knife related. We are the biggest knife related podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Never miss a week. Never, never miss a week. Okay. So, as the listeners, you send us your suggestions, your submissions for community showcase and we'll give them a shout out and we'll talk about them and i'll, I'll we'll, we'll do a couple weeks where we you know shout out some listeners so thanks zach i appreciate it i'm with you thank you for helping the community so next week guys submit your community showcase community showcase yeah that'll be good yeah we haven't done that in a yeah, long time actually but we, yeah, we'll change it up so we're not doing it you know because you know you talk to our we to our friends and next thing you know I'm doing John Ariane every five minutes and you know and then people start sending me messages and like there are other hammer makers out there you know and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about there's only one guy I know so you the listener submit your whatchamacallit and you can't do yourself because I'm going to break your balls if you submit yourself if you submit yourself I'm going to break your balls I'm going to be a list and don't get your wife to do it um, you can get your wife to do it but just know if you submit yourself there will be a list of self-submitters and I will read them Ooh. off too. It will be the it will be the it will be the highlight community showcase, and then there will be the, the self submitters. Okay? You will be known like as the self submitters. So feel free. Self submitter club. Self submitters. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay, cool, cool. Listen, Canadians out there, um, where are you getting your stuff from? Where are you getting your steels, belts, handle materials, tools, forges, kilns, and more? It's only one place to go. You know that. It's Maritime Knife Supply. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Lawrence is a good, good dude. He's actually at Blade. I've just seen he's just posted that he's going to Blade. Um, so, yeah, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Um, they sell it all. They've got Rhinoette as well, and they're distributed at combat abrasives as well. Um, always got discounts on belts. If you buy 10 packs, you get 10% off, all that kind of stuff. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Even if you're in the States, go take a look, because apparently you can take advantage of the dollar and um, make some savings. We'll take a look. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Do you think that we should try to encourage people on the Friday of Blade to call in like we did last year? Live from the show? Brian House called in last time. It was fun. I think he was a little drunk. but uh, We had a roving reporter. Yeah, yes, we did. I yeah. think he had a camel back full of red wine or something like that. He was just like <laughs> sucking on it, talking to Jason. I got just talking about this. not over. <laughs> We yeah we could do we could have yeah uh, any roving reporters oh. that are there that want to call in um, so we do I mean what time is it would it be over there this time three it would be this time people would be there but this time people don't yeah listeners don't know what time that is oh three well, it would be like you know this four, isn't live I, sorry <laughs> I forgot I forgot so like four p.m. <laughs> four p.m. Eastern Standard Time four p.m. in the north four p.m. four yeah four p.m. is good maybe uh, do the uh, Instagram live call ins and. Give us a yeah. give us a feed some you know reporting. Yeah. So if you're there and and you have a few minutes, um, go to us on Instagram. Go to like DM us, but then you can call us. You can actually make a, like a video call to us, and we'll put you live on the show. Roving reporters. That'd be nice. cool. Okay. Bring back the wait, hook. Wait, you... Oh boy. Oh, oh <laughs> bring back shall we? Yeah. No, don't bring back the hook. Oh, Colorado. Should Bruce we call it the guillotine? Colorado Bruce is gonna be mad at me again. I can't. I got. I want him back. I can't. I can't have Colorado Bruce hey, yelling at it's me. It's in the name. Craig's got a chop. There's go. no way around it. There you go. Give him the gleek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Corey, we've got a couple of questions. Let's just do five, ten minutes of this. Uh, Corey Phillips says, I recently bought a 1x30 belt sander and I began practicing grinding on some beta knives. Um, any tips or resources for learning how to grind properly? Um, how, rec- how about recommended belts or gear? Um, so he's got one of those little 1x30s, and that's, that, that was the first grinder that I bought. Um, oh, um tips on grinding it's different grinding's a really difficult one i remember when i first started and you're looking at sort of youtube and things like that but nothing is the same as that as that feel of you're never going to get all the angles and so on in a video that you need to be able to grind properly so you're doing the right thing just get yourself lots of beta knives um you know see if you can find the angle that they ground at and just you know finish them and you'll soon get a feeling for you know when to sort of change angles and that way when to put pressure on when not to um that's 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 the way to do it um with regards to recommended belts or gear um i mean we all use combat stuff and i know they do one by 30 belts as well um but yeah i i mean i'll be honest with you a step up to you know a you know a two by 72 which you know which has almost become a standard i suppose for most people to use is such a huge huge jump um because what you find with those one by 30s is as well as obviously having you know less abrasive to work with and it heats up quicker as well because the belts are shorter um those those little motors are really seriously underpowered as well so you'll be you'll be hanging up on that a lot um so yet when you can i'd say that should be your first sort of purchase um yeah, and that, that would make such a huge, huge difference. But yeah, I'm, some people do some amazing stuff on those one by thirties. But I always found that I, you're just getting bogged down because those those little motors weren't really up to, up to it. It's astonishing how little pressure you need to put on those little motors for them to just completely stop. Oh yeah, it's mm. it's kind of a bummer. But obviously, people make it happen. But they are just yeah feathering those cuts. And I agree. I agree. Like quality abrasive is going to make a huge difference when you're working with a machine like that. Um, so that even though you're making feathered passes, you're still getting work done. And yeah, those shredders, especially on like a combat from combat will definitely make that happen. One of the things I like the idea of like, there aren't a lot of resources. I'm sure that there are videos. I would, I mean, if, if you were to ask me, I would look for, uh, I would go to Nick Wheeler's old YouTube page. Sure. He's got, he's, I mean, you don't get much better than Nick Wheeler in terms of all those videos he used to do. One of the things that is, that they don't tell you in the videos is when you're going up against a flat platen, you have to apply pressure to the middle of the belt. You have to apply pressure to the knife against the belt. So if you were to kick it over to an edge, you're going to grind the edge of the belt. You're going to get... You know, you're gonna if you're not flat on the platen, you're gonna get little, you know, gouges. And I would think, with a one by seventy two, because you have two edges on that belt, you're probably gonna be a little bit more gougy. You know what I mean? Like it's the yeah. two inches yeah. gives you you can hold. It's easier to f- hold it flat, but on a one inch belt, you I would imagine it's much easier to get gougy. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You like you say, you've got less of a back end to sort of support it's hard pushing up against the the platen and just being flat and parallel to the platen without you know yeah. that belt's going to do what the belt does but you know however you're holding on it yeah but i mean if you spend a lot of time on a one by 30 and you become proficient on that by the time it does come to getting a two by 72 you get a two by 70 you're going to be 
you're going to be flying. You'll find it so much sim- so much easier. Um, and we can get you a discount. When the time comes, we can get you a discount, of course, on, on the best grinders that are out there, um, which are, of course, guys, what are you using? Oh, Broadback Ironworks. Broadback. No question. Broadback. Let me... <laughs> Let me pull up an email I've had from them because they've got so many deals on them with, with Blade coming. They've got a special sale for Blade. Um, give me just a second. Let me pull it up. I mean, if you, I mean, what's the, I mean well, as you wait, I mean, it's just the most versatile machine there is. It goes horizontal. It goes vertical. You can get – they have tons of different plaids. Like if you got a different ch- style chassis, you can get their attachments. They have some of the most – they have some of the uh, most uh, user-friendly attachments around, you know? Absolutely. Versatility is key in those machines. I, I mean, I keep saying it, but I, I really think consider them like the Swiss Army knife of the two by seventy-two inch grinder world because you can just accomplish so many varied tasks with just the one machine. It's amazing. You got sculptors <laughs> using it. Craig, you still there? I am. I am. I am. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at the the sales stuff that they've got. So they've got. Again, if you're looking for a earth grinder, get yourself a pen because the, the, there's some amazing sales. So if you get the super mega package, um, which includes everything you need, including the Moreco Platinum, the Tilt and Tool Rest, the Disc Sander, and a belt pack, you'll save $585, and that's now three nine nine five. Um, loads and loads and loads of savings. Even the surface grinder, you can get $100 off at the moment. Um, and this, this sale will take place from June the 3rd um, to June the 12th, which is the week of Blade and, and a little bit extra. Um, so yeah, June the 3rd to June the 12th, get $100 off the off the surface grinder and each of the packages as well. Um, there's some massive savings, right up to like nearly $600 off the Super Mega package. Um, the Max Plus, there's like $300 off. There's, there's loads. So go check out their website because they'll have it all on there ready for the, the sale time of June the 3rd. Okay. Um... I'm just looking through the questions here, and I do just want to answer this one more before we go. Um, BK Messer has messaged in saying, hey, man, i got a question. Um, I've been catching up on a few older episodes, and in the Handyman episode, Craig mentions that he gets his knife blanks laser cut by Eurotechni. Um, and he's just saying, I'm wondering if you have to ask them for this service because it's not on their website. Um, Eurotechni supply the steel in sheets. Um, so if you can find a laser cutter locally, um, Eurotechni will, will supply really cheap um the the sheets that you need um rather than you know just you know small bits for blanks you know you know small sort of bars They're, these these will be huge huge sheets so that's what Eurotechnic will do um i'm not sure where you are um but if um i'll message you later and tell you where i get my laser cut because it's actually in the same place as Eurotechnic in the same sort of uh, retail you know sorry business park as Eurotechnic, which is which is in tier um, so yeah, I'll message you the details of them. But yeah, Eurotechni themselves don't do the laser cutting; they supply the sheets of steel that you need um, to, for, to make it economical. Are you still working with fucking Tim? <laughs> no, fucking Tim's fucking gone a long time ago. Good. Thankfully, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. God bless Timothy. <laughs> did you guys get the? Did you guys get the text I just sent you? I did. Mm, the the hats just arrived. Ooh. Look how good they are. Nice. Nice. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's in, all embroidered. Yeah, then. embroidered. Yeah, very nice. You, I don't know why, but it reminds me of Jean-Michel Basquiat. Yes, as it should. That's That was, is, I wanted. Is that the Samo crown? Well, it's not exactly, but I was, uh, when I talked it to, when I talked to Dean, 
I wanted the, the I kind of a you know I wanted him his version of you know I was New York and right. I wanted you know Basquiat's a huge influence on my work in terms Is of he? being I an didn't artist. Know that. Oh, I love him. I love him yeah. and and Keith Keith Haring and you know all those New York artists from the early '80s and and you know I he wanted him to do an Anvil and I wanted him to, you know and he just came up with it and I was just like fucking awesome so very 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 happy with how that came out cool it looks great so I'm gonna pick him up after we podcast and this weekend hopefully we'll have him up on the website cool we're looking forward to that picture on the one wheel you should no problem tight jeans <laughs> the no hat problem. backwards hey. you should be wearing the shirt as a cape with your shirt off but you're not facing the camera you're zooming away on the one wheel listen listen yeah. I want so you just to know like something. a little sneaky like side chest action I want you to know something <laughs> if you look at that picture of me my fucking hamstrings are bulging through the fucking pants. My legs are extraordinary right now. This fucking Peloton. This fucking, I mean, legs. my wife was, gra- oh, she put, couldn't keep her hands off my fucking legs. I got calves. <laughs> off those hamstrings. I got fucking, my, my, she couldn't keep, keep her hands off them quads. These quads and calves are miraculous. They're like, I mean, it's like the, the worst part about the Peloton is you're only fucking riding the whole time. So it's like everything else is like, I mean, I got like incredible legs right now. I mean, they're incredible and everything else is just like mush. You know, it's like nothing to write home about, but like through those pants, man. Every day is legs day. Oh my God. I'm, I'm like, I, I got like comic book hero legs. I like, it's fucking great. So. You and go. you're probably as hairy as a baboon too. I'm not hairy. Not that hairy. Oh. I'd be surprised. <laughs> I, don't worry about me. You should me. throw on those bike shorts. Let's see it. I wear Let's bike see shorts. You got. I, I, you don't need. I don't need to prove to you what I got. I got fucking plenty, <laughs> my man. Got. Got, we know he's. Cut. I got to, we talked about this earlier. We know he's cut. You don't need to see that, right? I mean, that's right. Just leave it alone. Don't. I don't have to prove shit. I put that picture out there. I'm like, look at them legs. My wife is like, look at those legs. Jesus Christ! Hey, look at you. I'm like, I don't know. I know all about it. 19 year old Jeff, 48 year old Fader. So. That all slipping into his DMs to tell him. We you, know millennials. We know. love it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think that's the show. Thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you all again next week. Bye for now. I'm not even making five <laughs> seconds anymore. Why even have a fucking after show? It's not even an after show. It's just like let's just. I mean, the whole show is like an after show, which was fun. By the this way, this is this is yeah. This is the sort of you know. The, the, no knives now. We just sort of relax a bit now, you know. The show's done. Right. That's the way I look at it. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on. You're going to be coming on the two-year anniversary Full Blast podcast this coming week. So we'll have... 104. You're going to have... You're, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk. I, I kind of want to tell you what we're going to talk about. But in the meantime, if there are any weird stories you guys want to bring <laughs> up, like if you see something in the news you think is funny... Headlines. Yeah, this right. is completely bullshit. I do have a couple funny ones that I kind of want to talk about but I, I if i do talk about it i don't i just don't want you to i want you to be fresh so sure sure but there's a couple funny ones yeah. that are just kind of weird so but think about it we'll have some yeah. fun no I've, I've got a few stored up anyway oh, so yeah that It'll was that was something craig and i were, were going back and forth with like these absurd headlines and there's no better headline than no be, no better absurd headline than in in the in the uk it's just <laughs> it's incredible clickbait i mean it's just it's oh, incredible yeah, for yeah. nothing. It's like you know, it could be. Do, do you know what? I I have the uh, the Sky News app on my phone, and um, you know, maybe once a month you'll get a notification. You know, if something crazy is happening. I had a notification today, so I had a look, and it was fucking Kelly Osborne is pregnant. It was like 
they sent everybody a notification to tell everybody in the world that Kelly Osborne is pregnant. I'm like, what the fuck? So that was deleted quite quickly, but unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I can't believe he's still alive, to be honest with you. I'm stunned that Ozzy's Aussie. still alive. Yeah, should <laughs> he does a He does a show on Ozzy's Boneyard, and he's talking to this guy, and he's... He's like, oh, remember that time? Remember that time we came to the station? They had waffles, and we'd never seen waffles before. And then they had chicken, and I couldn't believe they had a bucket of fried chicken. KFC, I couldn't believe it. Oh, oh, oh. And I was just like, I don't understand what the fuck this guy is saying at all. He's it's talking a about stream of consciousness, chicken. consciousness, just like no punctuation, no nothing. It just comes all right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, it's like, he, I mean, literally, it sounds like he's constantly shocked. Like everything's a surprise. <laughs> oh, I had a bucket of fried chicken. I can't believe it. Says you can get anything you want, and it was it was uh, so hilarious. But it's just like, how are you still alive? How is it? How's yeah. it possible? God knows how old he is now. Jesus. Yeah. Him and <laughs> Keith Richards are on the same program. Keith Richards. I mean, still to this day. I mean, poor Charlie Watts. I. You know what? I got to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I fucking the the last few videos they put Charlie Watts in. It was Weekend Bernies. They had him fucking yeah. propped up. They're all like, they're all young. They're announcing a new tour, and they're all, and they're doing this thing where they're walking along the stage, and they're all like chumming up, like they're like these teenage kids out for the night. And like, oh, we're ready to party. And he goes, and Keith is they're dancing, and Mick is doing his fruity shit and stuff like that. And he puts his arm around Charlie, and he goes, Oh, are you ready, Charlie? Are you ready? And Charlie goes, Ooh. Oh and my god! He's like, oh, you're right. oh, yeah, that's right, Charlie. You're right, right. He goes, and it was like oh you're propping this more bastard up, like it's weekend at Bernie's, like a fucking. And I was just like, God, leave the poor fucking Charlie alone. Uh, yeah, we're having a good time, right, Charlie? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, Keith, Keith has looked dead for about thirty years, though. Hasn't some he? people Jeez. got them jeans; they can take it all. I mean, yeah. some people. I mean, it's crazy, but. We were listening to uh, we were David and I were listening to Howard Stern. They interviewed. Uh, they had uh, Jane's Addiction and Smashing Pumpkins on together, and they announced uh, they're touring together. And I told my wife, who is like the ticket master, and she got us tickets. We're going to go see Jane's Addiction oh, oh, and, cool. and Smashing Pumpkins in October. We're so excited. But in New York, yeah, New York, yeah. She she nice. for some I don't know how she gets she gets Yankees tickets. We're going to go see the Yankees for Father's Day. Yankees are on like a best record in baseball it's like another bizarre thing that no one can really explain i mean they're like 21 and 7 or something like that they're i mean they're just like the best record in baseball and but we get tickets everywhere we got great tickets yankee like champs nice. I, it's, it's weird it's bizarre i mean they were like mediocre at best last year and now they're just like dominating and so we got tickets to see that and but if you could choose between and it's very polarizing if you could choose between seeing jane's addiction or uh, Smashing Pumpkins, who would you rather see? Wait, they're not touring together? They're touring together, but like, I've been talking to a few people. Some other. people are like, some people are like, oh, I don't want to see them. I want to change addiction. See. Yeah, it's a definitely, a, it's interesting because those two bands, like, there are people who are in it for one rather than the other. It's not like I love both. Like, sure. Mm, yeah. Like, I want to see the Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. Hillary wants to see Jane's Addiction. Yeah. My I'm, kid wants to see Jane's Addiction. I'm, I'm Jane's Addiction. I mean, I like the Smashing Pumpkins, but I think I like more of Jane's Addiction's work or their music. What do you think, Craig? Yeah. I don't really know Jane's Addiction at all. I can't think of any of their songs. Perry I... Farrell has had so much work done, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. They stretch that face like like uh, Ozzy's wife. 
Shut up. <laughs> it was, you know, so. What are you guys up to this weekend? Are you, uh, Marekka? You're, you're going to do your, you're going to do that event again? Yeah, I'm sharpening tomorrow. I'll be, uh, I'll be out, you know, licking up edges and seeing what happens. I was great. Hopefully, I'm parked next to the food guy again because <laughs> I didn't have to pack. Or I didn't have to worry about packing a lunch last time. So, um, so we'll see what happens. But otherwise, I hopefully the rain holds out. Today is actually not too bad, and I hope. It's not the sunniest day, but it's not raining, so I hope the same happens tomorrow. Um, but I think as we do it more, it has just become a thing that people are aware of. Um, one of the things we're doing, actually, part of this knife sharpening thing. So this, the market, the actual market's on Saturday, but adjacent to the park where the market happens is a kitchen store. And um, oh. so they will collect knives, actually, for the week leading up to the market, and then we pop up. Nice. So if even if nobody shows up at the market, I got shit to do. So is there like a limit on how many you can do in the day? Well, so um, so if I'll, I'll pick up the knives from the kitchen store um, and I'll work on those as I if I don't have any uh, customers locking up. But if somebody walks up, then I'll focus on that stuff. Um, but I, I uh, my promise is to have them done by the following, especially the drop off knives is for the that get dropped off the kitchen stores to have them ready for the next business day at the kitchen store which is tuesday uh so between between that saturday and tuesday i can get them all done what's your sweet spot on numbers if you think about it what would you what would you where would you like to be like 20 knives 40 knives a day yeah 20 20, 40 knives easy yeah for sure i mean i can if the knife isn't too jacked up i can sharpen it up in about three minutes yeah and um yeah and so that's a lot of knives and I'm there at the market for five hours. Um, so, but yeah, did Is enough anyone, to make it, make anyone it like it. looking over? So what, what, what grit progression are you doing? No, I did have Are you using water stones? I don't use water stones. Uh, if water stone is the thing I'd offer, I just, I wouldn't do that there at the market. The market sharpenings are just like light maintenance, kind of tune up your, shit before you so, rock it take it home rock do they home. when you give it back to them they just kind of eyeball it and look at it and give you a sneer like oh, this no is no no I, I wrap it up i wrap it all oh, up yeah. and i there you go it's like a nice little gift and then they take it home but i, I do have the little like you know you got to be careful that thing's probably sharper than when oh, you originally I know all got it about it i know all about it <laughs> yeah oh. it's just uh <laughs> just my own peace of mind <laughs> last thing i need to do or somebody coming back the next week their hands slashed open. Yeah. I was cutting an apple in my hand. I didn't realize the knife was going to go right through it like a lightsaber. The avocado. The avocado cut. Oh, yeah. Did, you know, yeah. there was a fighter. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. He was a great fighter from Canada. Uh, a UFC fighter. Now he's with uh, Corey. Uh, Rory, Rory McDonald. Okay. Rory McDonald, awesome MMA fighter. He fought, I mean, like, top of the, top of the league. He had to call out of a, he had to drop out of a fight because he was he he did that thing where he cut an avocado and he hit it hit the pit with the with his knife and he must have missed the fucking avocado and he fucking cut his hand open cutting open an avocado he had to drop Yikes. out of the fight because he was fucking opening up an avocado sweet it's embarrassing <laughs> i saw some uh food hack 
where after you got the avocado split in half, one side, the seeds always in the other, like one side or the other. And you can just press on the outside skin of the side that has the seed, and the seed basically just pops out. You don't even have to like slam a knife into the seed to get it out of there. It just pops on out. Avocado talk tips mm, as well. What's your Love what's it. your what's your favorite food hack these days, Craig? Food yeah, hack. That's what everyone talks about. Everyone I know, it's a weird one, a hack, isn't it? It's so um, annoying. It's like people people yeah. who never cooked all of a sudden they're just like, I got this food hack. It's never Yeah. People be doing it for Yeah, it's yeah, like cooking. Ages. It's I mean it's like for fuck's sake. <laughs> this food hack's um, crazy. I don't think I have one. No, I don't I You don't have like any. a favorite trick? No, I don't think anything so. that you do. Okay. You know what the funny thing about these food hacks are? It all involves cornstarch. Like <laughs> every fucking up. thing, yeah. fried up, you know, air fryer. Oh, you gotta you gotta dredge everything in cornstarch. The cornstarch <laughs> business must be so good right now because like every TikTok reel and you get it crispy. Get your get your cauliflower crispy. You're just gonna you dredge it in corn. Everything's corn flour, and I'm just like. We should be in the cornflour business because, like, all these YouTubers are just like, oh, we gotta give you as much cornstarch as possible. Crazy. Yeah. I can't think of the last time I actually ate cornstarch. It might have been in a restaurant that I worked at, like, yeah. nine or ten years ago. That's what they used to do with French fries to make them that extra crispy shit. Yeah, they toss them cornstarch to yeah. get them that double crisp. Yeah. Yeah. No. No hacks from me in the kitchen. I'm afraid. Have you watched no. anything great? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I have. Um, the drop. I didn't know if I yeah, told you talked about, last about week. the dropout. The dropout. I finished it this week. It's very good, very, very good. With that Amanda Seyfried, she needs to win awards for this because she's amazing. You it. got me. Like she changes her voice and everything. What's it like, called again? As the dropout. The dropout. You got me. It's a it's a true story about. Um, she, she was like she 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 became like a billionaire by the time she was twenty one. Um, and it was all, I, I won't tell you anymore, but it's, it's, it's brilliant. She dropped out, of, she dropped out of Stanford. Is it her story? Investment. Um, yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the characters, oh, yeah, it's all about okay, the character. It's, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's really, really good. And she's amazing in it. She's really good. You got me in a bit of trouble with yeah. that show, by the way, Uh-oh. but not you really, <laughs> Craig, I got myself in trouble. Because Why? I said to my wife, we were walking the dogs, and I said, you know, Craig says there's this great show called The Dropout. And she goes, I fucking told you about that show. <laughs> I, I read the book. I told you about the fucking book. And I told you about the goddamn show. Yeah, it was a podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. She was just like they looking made, like, at me like, I was series. telling you yeah. about this fucking show forever. That's the And worst. now all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, Craig says something, and now you give a shit? I was just like, I don't know anything about it. I, I was like, ah, oh, you know, 48-year-old brain, I'm a little bit fucked up these days. I don't know. Can't remember who yeah. says what, but uh, but it, it is very good. That the type of thing you you know you could watch with your wife, and it's all it's I don't all. Know good, if I can you know? watch with my wife, I don't think she fucking wants to watch it anymore. <laughs> you know, I just I, I just pulled my pants down. I showed her the fucking leg. I showed her. I said, look at look how good these hamstrings <laughs> are. No on your leg. Again? Check out these hamstrings, and then I hypnotized her away from being mad at me with the hamstrings. <laughs> Give you old calf, and everything's good now. Did you ever see calf? Uh, Craig, did you ever see, or both of you, the, the Les, Les Miserables that came out like a few years back, like Russell Crowe's in it and Hugh Jackman? No. Well, uh, uh, that actress you were just talking about, I just completely forgot her name. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, she's yeah. in it. And she, her singing voice is fucking astonishing. 
Yeah, really? it's incredible. Wow. And what's hilarious is the first thing I ever saw her in was Mean Girls, where she's like <laughs> this yeah. super dumb like, 14-year-old yeah. kid at this school. Uh, but yeah, her singing voice is incredible. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, t- I tell you what we watched last night, because um, the-, the baby was awake, and my wife and I were down here, and we were just like, we- 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 you know, sometimes you're just fed up of like watching TV and whatever. And we just like, well, let's just find something that's just like stupid sure. and... Um, we fit the, an old Kevin Hart film, uh, Criminal Intelligence, with uh, with the rock. Yeah. I was wetted oh, myself. Nice. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's, 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 it, honestly, the first ten minutes, I was just pissing myself. It's brilliant. But you know, typical of that kind of, you know, the kind of films that always in. Those you know, two are good. What do you think of the rock comedy? I think he's brilliant. I love him. I think don't everybody love the rock? Isn't that the deal? You've got to love the he rock. He seems so juiced up that it's just like it's hard to love him because it's like. I mean, are you jealous? Not, you don't. You're you jealous? jealous? He's got, no. better, he's got better quads than I'm you. I'm not jealous. Just upset. I'm not jealous. <laughs> Number one, I'm certainly not jealous of The Rock. He looks like a you know a human knuckle. I mean, he's like he's he's. I mean, but I mean, it's just like how do you maintain that physique for? It just seems like it's so exhausting. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I think you don't have a young child, so you haven't have to watch Moana like eight times a day. Um, where you you will just fall in love with the rock if you need to do that. So I think that's maybe why you don't appreciate the rock as know. much as everybody else. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, you know, he he did this he, at the Super Bowl. He was wearing this purple outfit, and he looked so. And he was doing this whole promo for the Super Bowl, and it, it just he looked like a strange Mister Clean. It just weird. It was just the whole thing was. He's just <laughs> kind of slightly, he's unhuman almost because he's just so muscular. Mm. His neck and everything. Yeah. It's like, oh. And, and like big, as well. especially like in this film, he's with Kevin Hart, who's obviously tiny. So, you know, it's the comedy <laughs> of the two together as well. You know, it's, it was. I'll see him funny. in Black Adam. I, 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 I oh, want to yeah. see him in Black Adam. I was, I like Black Adam uh, back in the day. The comic book Black Adam was great. So I'm for it, but. I Have you know. seen Red Notice? He's with uh, Ryan Reynolds. No, the, no, no, but I, so. I did see that other Ryan Reynolds movie. Mr. Nice Guy? Or no, 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 no. Uh, the game one. The, it wasn't, no, not the game one. Okay. It was about he comes back from the future. He comes back from the future. I don't oh, want to yeah, give too yeah, much yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So Adam the Project. Adam, Adam, it wa- Adam, I loved one, yeah. Adam Project. I'm sweet. shocked oh, wow. that I loved Adam Project because it had yeah. a real Back to the Future vibe. Yeah. And I that won't say anything, but I, I really, re- I would love to say what happens, but I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was this, it was terrific. I do, love the Adam Project. Okay. So do you? So no, no spoilers next sure. week. We can talk about okay. it next week. So if, if you haven't, oh seen yeah, it, we'll talk about it. Spoilers next. It was week. Yeah. go watch it. Was it. Like, we'll talk about it next week. It yeah. was fun. I mean, it was fun, and he was funny and fun, and it, the Super whole thing funny. was very like. Did you see it, Mareko? Yes. Didn't yeah. you think it was like That's I mean, a, very that was great? It was a great movie. Like that's not really the kind of movie I'd want to see, but I thought he was. I think he's really funny. I think he's funny. Yeah, my, my wife loves him. Like loves, <laughs> loves him. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, I think he's a funny yeah. guy. And weirdly, he bought a football club back in Wales, where I'm from, like in this tiny little town, uh, Wrexham. Um, he bought the football club, and they're like in like the lowest divisions you could possibly get to. But like he come over and did the sign in for the club, and he watches their games and stuff. It's it's very weird. Can you imagine the 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 Rock and Kevin Hart and and all these guys that have this generational wealth that's just 
unfathomable. Fathomable. Fathomable. It's like, I mean, it's, it's, you just can't, to the point where it's just like, I'm going to buy a gin company. I'm going to buy a football team. And it's just like, well, didn't didn't he sell his gin company for like like close to a billion dollars? I don't know about that, but I know that uh, what's his face, Clooney with his, his coffee as Batman, well and yeah. tequila. He and, sold that tequila yeah. company. Those motherfuckers made a lot of money. That's another. Yeah. I just it's this is the kind of wealth that you just can't understand. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I'm watching. Yeah. I think you told me too. I was watching an Elon Musk thing on on Netflix. Oh, back to space. Mm. Yeah, I, you know what? It's it's you feel his nervousness. You feel the yeah. So yeah. you feel how disgusted he is, hmm. you know, at like, at like, you know, the potential of, of another, you know, rocket exploding or something like that. Failure. Yeah. He's a very fascinating yeah. individual. Very. Yeah. It's like he doesn't own a house at the moment and he hasn't for years and he's got no plans to either. Um, and you think, you imagine this, you know, this big superhero lair that he has somewhere. You know, but um, no, he's just he's just like hotel to hotel, and you know, always traveling with work or whatever. So, I don't yeah. think people. I it's, think it's he's so divisive. He's so divisive because he's so he's so he wants to be such a disruptor. You know. Mm. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter that often, but when I am, I always see his tweets, and it's just like he's fucking crazy. He does he does not give a fuck I at think all. Twi- I think he's not buying really Twitter. Sure. I don't think he's. I think the whole Twitter thing he's cooling cooling off on that. I don't think he's buying it. Really? I heard it oh, whole right. thing, but oh. it, when he when he was, everyone was losing their fucking minds. You know what? The yeah. most and, and liberal or conservative doesn't really matter. But one of the interesting things is like all these like self righteous liberal people started doing these tweets. They were like, when they heard that he was going to buy, he's like, well, well, uh, I guess that's it. Well, for me. Twitter yeah. followers. That's it for me. It's been a fun time, but now that Elon's buying it, I gotta go. And you just want to say, "Go fuck yourself." Who gives a shit what you have to? Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. And you're not obviously you're not going they're anywhere. not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah that's especially the funniest. if they got a following. Fucking well, it's been it's been fun here on Twitter, but now that I heard, now that uh, you know, I've got to be self righteous right now. It's like yeah. take a, where else they're gonna get out? Yeah, <laughs> people are, find I somewhere. Mean, it's like ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah. just like go to hell. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Right, that needs to be a show. I need to go to bed. It is late. Right, fun show again, guys. So I've got homework this week to watch The Adam Project. Um, listeners, if there anybody is still listening, um, if you've got any community showcases that you want to shout out, or if you want to be brave enough to shout out for oh, yourself, please. Um, <laughs> Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. <sighs> That's a show. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery. The Podcast Network for Makers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 